Hey everybody, Jamie Rutsky on the lighter side of baseball with a highlight of some of the interviews we did and comments we made and observations we had during the course of the year. And I hope you'll enjoy some of the uh, clips that I have today to play for you. So just give me a minute to cue these up as they say in the business and uh, we'll go from there. This first uh, clip is going to be with Bob Solis. Bob is the, well, good friend of Dave's and mine. He started Open Arms Home for Children. He's the president, CEO, director, coordinator, and son of Sammy Solis. But uh, not only is Bob an all-around good guy, but he has done so much for Open Arms and the children there. He's a great administrator. He's a great fundraiser. And uh, great all around. So on this particular occasion, it was June 16th. It was the celebration of uh, Dave's 75th birthday. And uh, the Brewers had been kind enough to donate $10,000 to uh, Open Arms and had a contest about who in Brewerland uh, most emulated the spirit of Dave Nelson in helping internationally with uh, different projects. And so we went to uh, not only honor the individual who won the award, but also to uh, participate in the event on the field and uh, pick up a little money for open arms. So here is the clip of, uh, of Bob and me at the ballpark. Baseball at Miller Park with Bob Solis, a good friend and the head of Open Arms for Children. Bob came over today from San Luis Obispo, collected a check for $10,000, and he's going home tomorrow after consuming a little bit of fun time here at Miller Park, and we're happy to have him here. What do you think, Bob? Nice trip, huh? You cannot beat fun at the old ballpark, especially when there's money involved for the kids. I tell you what, that's a beautiful thing, and it all goes back to our good buddy Dave Nelson, who uh, even though uh, this is his 75th birthday and we're celebrating with one of his favorite drinks, it's just a good day, and we can see him smiling from up above, can't we? There is no question. Dave was smiling all the time, but on a day like today where his kids got helped by the Brewers, he's all smiles. He is no indeed. Doubt. He is indeed. We'll talk more at Wards after a bottle of wine, Dave's favorite, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. You are going national with this thing. What a natural. What a natural. And, uh, that was Bob after uh, he and I had uh, received the $10,000 check. It was one of those, like, uh, you know, you see on TV where there's like 14 feet long. But uh, we might have sampled an adult beverage there, and we were feeling uh, pretty good about the brewer's generosity. The next clip fast forwards to the end of the season where the venue shifted to Houston, Texas, and in particular Minute Maid Park for Game 2 of the World Series between the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. That game I was fortunate enough to attend with my brother Steve. We had a great time, a little family time. Got to uh, spend time with uh, his grandchildren and my great nieces and nephews, and so it was a family sort of time until it shifted to Minute Maid Park. 
and I did a little pre-game, a uh, little minute clip about the upcoming game. It's a little difficult to get the audio, but what the heck, we're going to play it anyway. And here I am at Minute Maid Park on October 23rd for Game 2 of the World Series in Houston, Texas. This is Jamie Risk on the lighter side of baseball, and we have moved our show outside the Minute Maid Park, and we are rocking for the second game of the World Series to start. And that would be a chance for Houston to even the series. Nobody expected that. Everybody had the notch in the right-hand column for the Nationals, the left-hand column for the Astros, the winning column. Everybody thought Garrett Cole was going to go all the way, pitch nine innings, give up no hits, and uh, be up one to nothing. But lo and behold, Scherzer only lasted five. They brought in Corbin. They brought in their closer. They shot their wad. And the question remains, is that the kind of strategy that will get Martinez to the finish line? We don't know. But we are anxious to get down and sample some of the food in Minute Maid Park. My brother and I are going to take a little tour around Minute Maid Park, and we are going to have one heck of a day. It's a beautiful day to have the roof off, but I think MLB Baseball is uh, dictating that the roof stay closed. Too bad. 80 degrees in Houston. They're in a cloud in the sky. 708 first pitch. Verlander versus Strasburg. Can you get any better than that? My goodness gracious, we are going to have a rocking good time. We are going to sample not only the food, but do some concession buying. We're going to uh, maybe get a sweatshirt. We're going to get a World Series program. The only thing we won't get is a friggin' ticket stub because Major League Baseball doesn't have any ticket stubs for these games. They are all electronic. And so... We went into the game, and for seven innings, Verlander, really six and a third, Verlander was unhittable, and it looked like the Astros were going to tie the series at one apiece. Uh, the roof caved in, so to speak, and <laughs> it was closed, did not cave in, but uh, it did with respect to Verlander's night, and the uh, Nationals went on to win again to go up two games to none in the World Series. And then they switched to the Nationals Park. The Nationals lost uh, three games at home. And then they came back and uh, won the World Series uh, by winning both games in Houston. Uh, for the first time ever, the road team won every game. And if that wasn't strange enough, that trend continued in the NFL wildcard weekend with the exception of one game. Three visiting teams won, which is unusual in, in the NFL. So we have the benefit of, uh, you know, time. It's uh, now 2020, and uh, this is just a recap of some of the fun events that um, I happen to have my recorder playing, and, uh, you know, it was a fun time. So the next clip will be coming shortly, and shortly it is, and that clip takes us to Victoria, Minnesota, which is a suburb of Minneapolis where... The Dave Nelson Open Arms Golf Tournament shifted venues from that beautiful home to the Ryder Cup in 2020, Kohler, Wisconsin, and Whistling Straits, all the way west to Victoria, Minnesota, and the 
scenery switched from Milwaukee Brewer Blue to Minnesota Viking Purple, and one of our guests was my teammate in this event. His name, Alfred Anderson, and we're going to play a little bit of that clip of an interview I did with Alfred after we finished a mediocre 10th out of 15 teams. Everybody, this is on the lighter side of baseball, and today our our travels take us up to Victoria, Minnesota, and we had a great day out on the golf course. And I'm playing with Minnesota Vikings, a Bears fan with a Viking, and this guy was great, Alfred Anderson, one of the all-time great Viking running backs, and he happened to be a Baylor Bear. Alfred, hey man, we had a good time out there. We did, Jamie. It was it was a blast, man. And I look forward. Hopefully next year we can get this team back together again. You know what? Our team did pretty good, but. Even better than our score. It was a great time. I mean, you're so much fun to be around. You really were good, you know. And a lot of times you're playing these pro tournaments with a celebrity, and it's not as much fun. They're kind of tired. You were great. I mean, and it's indicative of your college career and your pro career. Well, like I said, I like to have fun. And, and winning is not everything, but the camaraderie is, is what counts. How did you end up getting involved in, in football and having such a great career in the Southwest Conference with Baylor? Well, growing up in Texas, uh, I can tell you a quick story. Uh, when I was eight years old, I remember being outside uh, playing football with my friends, and I got thirsty, and I decided to go inside the house. And as I was going in the house, uh, I looked at the TV screen, and I was Cowboys were playing the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. And I paused for a second. I said, you know what? One day that's going to be me. For some reason, that stuck in my head, and I was motivated ever since. Was there anybody, an adult, a parent, family member, friend that, that kept you going through some of that Texas heat? Uh, you know, it was just love. Like I said, that goal, once you set your mind on something that you really want, there's nothing that can take you away from that. And, and then watching other players, uh, I admire uh, uh, playing and growing up as a kid. And uh, and those times I wanted to quit, but there's a little voice in your head saying, hey, you know what you want to do? You want to play professional football? And I just stopped complaining and just started working. Yeah, and some of those double sessions, I imagine, in the Texas seat had to, had to make you question what you were doing. But what a great college career, and then you went on to the pro ranks and played with the Minnesota Vikings for, I think, six years, was that? Yeah, eight years. Eight years, sorry, man, didn't want to cut that out. Tell me about that and the coaches you played for. That was a dream come true, to, first of all, to play in the NFL, and then uh, Les Tuckles in 1984 drafted me as a rookie, and, and all Les had to say was one thing, hey, if you don't start, you're going to play a lot, and that's all I needed to hear. And, uh, you know, end up being NFC Rookie of the Year. Uh, started to start the second game of the season. He made me a starter. And then uh, he, he, he was uh, relieved of his duties. And Bud Grant came. And so I got to play with the legendary Bud Grant. And that was a pretty unique uh, opportunity. But, but the play with the Bud Grant was, was awesome. You know, a lot of people look at it. The careers that people have, and they, they kind of are statistic-oriented, but it's so admirable to meet somebody who played professional sports, and part of my show is about my buddy Dave Nelson, who passed away last year, and who the golf tournament started out with, and now Randall McDaniels picked it up, but it's so interesting to me how you 
continue on, you know, and how, how you uh, manage to get past all the obstacles that come up? Well, first of all, you got to have that strong Christian foundation, that base, and that's what I grew up with, having uh, that, that belief in Christ. And I know with, with Christ you can do anything, with Adam you can't. And so that's my stronghold is always having Christ first in my life. And that's awesome. That's fascinating. And now tell me what you're doing these days after football. And right now I'm uh, a friend of mine has a building company, and so he uh, asked me to be a superintendent, so that's what I'm doing down in Texas. I'm a superintendent for Yard Building. That's awesome. So this is kind of a cool temperature day for you compared to Dallas-Fort Worth and all that. Hey, this is perfect. Usually I'll be sweating, dripping in sweat, but today... <laughs> <laughs> well, and I tell you, you came to play at the end. We did all right. We did. You were putting we that did. ball, and man, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time for on the lighter side of baseball today. We switched over a little bit to uh, football. How would you like playing against the Bears? Anything exciting stick out in your mind? Oh, you know, I hate playing against the Bears because I had to face my former teammate at Baylor, Mike Singletary, you know, but but uh, but it was fun. I mean, we we went at it, and, and uh, the blessing of it, before the game, we would come together, hug, and wish each other best of luck, and then after the game, we would do the same thing. You know what? There just weren't too many linebackers in NFL history any better than Mike Singletary. He was the best. And his eyes, man. I know. And everybody from the time you met him, I mean, I'm sure his eyes weren't like that when he wasn't they, playing football, but maybe right, they were. Right. And, and I see him. That was his mom in the backfield. Hey, yes, he attacked her big oh, time. So. That's great. So how many years did you play with Singletary and I Baylor? I played one year at, at Baylor. He was a senior my freshman year. That's awesome. That's great. Well, being from Chicago, originally found the Bears from God, Gil Sayers, and, and Richie Pettibone, and all those guys in the 63 championship. I was like 13 years old, but I loved them. But, you know, you got to have a lot of character and a lot of class and a lot of great skills to play in the NFL, and I I admire you for all that, and I admire you, just your personality. I know everybody on our team had a great time, and thank you very much. Thank you, Jamie. Enjoyed right, it. And that was Alfred Anderson. What a great guy, and I apologize for the noise. In the, uh, we were in the golf course clubhouse, and, uh, you know, I can sympathize with, uh, you know, national broadcasting folks who don't have a lot of opportunity to uh, beg for an interview, and I wasn't quite sure how receptive Alfred would be, so we just sort of sat down by ourselves in a room where we were alone, and by the time... We got five minutes into the interview, man. It was like full of people. But next year, I'm going to take a little more time, get a little more uh, sound-efficient facility, and uh, hopefully interview Randall again and maybe, uh, I mean, Alfred and uh, maybe Randall. So Alfred Anderson, classy guy, and uh, I can't wait for uh, next year, and hopefully uh, our team will be back and uh, better than ever. So that was that was uh, after the baseball season ended. That was a fun deal. And our next clip is going to go back to before the uh, season got too far underway, where my buddy Bruce, who helped with a podcast in the middle of the year, and I went out to uh, what I call White Sox Park. Folks, Jamie Ritzke here on the lighter side of baseball. I'm here with my buddy Bruce. 
the uh, socks look as pathetic as most of the food was. I was a little disappointed with the concessions, although we did find Abe Froman and his Polska Kielbasa highlight. It would have fit a family of five. It was large. French fries, which Bruce and I have been waiting for for the entire year of 10 games old. Just cold, crummy fries. I mean, McDonald's is a five, and these guys were one, but other than the bad performance of the White Sox and the Rays are looking pretty good. It's been a great day. Second beautiful day in Chicago out here at the guaranteed rate field, which should be called Comiskey Park, but it's not. Anyway, the White Sox look as listless as the score. Another souvenir for the 500 fans. I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed that Bruce and I have yet to get any souvenir. We might give me one. Bruce is hopeful. We didn't get a t-shirt. Now, on the positive, we didn't get six either, so the food was fine. But, I mean, I, this is a smaller crowd as I've seen since our days in Omaha. But uh, better things are ahead. Good farm system. Wait till 2025. This team could roll. And again, I apologize a little bit of the audio. It's a little shady, but still, these clips are fun for me. Hopefully, they're entertaining for you. That uh, was Bruce and me at a White Sox game versus the Tampa Bay Rays. After the game that night, I went out with uh, Dwayne Stath, the voice of the Tampa Bay Rays, and uh, Dwayne Stath is one of the best broadcasters in the game. He ultimately was nominated this year to enter the Hall of Fame as uh, the Sportscaster Award that went to uh, the other guy that was broadcasting that day, and that was none other than Hawk Harrelson. I was disappointed. Neither Dwayne nor Tom Hamilton, both Dwayne and Tom, broadcast with my buddy Dave Nelson. Neither of them uh, made made the grade they should have, but um, uh, you can put it on the board for Hawk. Anyhow, that was fun. We were like commenting, trying to find some good food. The cell's always known for food. It was early in the year. It was not probably the greatest time to try it, but I did have that Polska Kielbasko uh, in reference to uh, Back to the Future. And um, this Polska Kielbasko could have fed families of four or five or six. French fries were bad. And um, next year, which is this year, uh, we'll do better on our concession broadcast from uh, the cell. Our next clip was maybe my favorite stop of the year in uh, Wausau, Wisconsin, home of the uh, Wisconsin Woodchucks. If you look at uh, one of the three pictures I've posted on, uh, um, I don't know what, Instagram, uh, it has the woodchuck and me in uh, close proximity. And uh, so, you know, it was raining. I had really never been anywhere near a Northwoods League game. It wasn't going to happen for an hour. I was trying to kill some time. I ended up talking or seeing the manager, the umpires, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I can't even remember what this clip is about, but let's play it and see where it goes. Hi again, everybody. This is Jamie Reske on the letter side of baseball, and we're coming to you live from Wausau, Wisconsin, home of the Wisconsin Woodchucks. We're 32 and 34 as they take on the uh, team from Grand Rapids tonight in a rain-delayed game. Uh, rain is clear. The uh, crowd is getting all ready to go. Players are coming out on the field. We've got about 40 more minutes until the first pitch. 
I am pumped up for Woodchuck Baseball. Took a picture with Woody, the mascot. And uh, after that, we're going to see a little baseball here in the Northwoods League. The Woodchucks are in second place, a game behind the leading Grand Rapids team. So it's a battle for first place. Crown Crew's trying to squeeze you off the field. There's a couple inches of standing water. But I think we're going to be fine. I think we're going to get ready to play. The sky is blue. The lights are taking hold. It's a condition of a good college baseball field, I suppose. I don't think it's A ball or double A quality. The lights are kind of weak. But uh, hey, what are you going to do here in the home of the Woodshocks? It's great. It's kind of an interesting deal. There's about 20 people. The crowd's pouring in. And uh, there is one section right above me that uh, apparently they're giving away beer up there because the people are having a pretty good time in the old skybox in the left field corner. So, uh, you know, you got baseball. You got these kids who are college kids. Uh, they're playing with wooden bats. And uh, it's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting scenario. They're coming out of the locker room right now. They're kind of wandering around the field. They're checking out the condition of the field. I'm shocked we're going to have a game because I went through a, what I would call a deluge of rain. But, uh, hey, it's okay. Rant stopped. Field's looking good. Ground crew's working. You can hear the ground crew behind me uh, rolling around. The uh, security people wouldn't let me on the field. I tried. Couldn't believe it. I told them I was from Kansas City. Then I told them I was buddies with Woody. Woody came up, but, uh, but he didn't help me get out on the field. So here I am in the left field corner, take a few pictures. I'm going to go get a $3 dog and a Diet Coke. Burgers, five bucks. And uh, I went into the uh, souvenir shop. And uh, they're charging majorly prices for some of that stuff. Might get the uh, grandkids something, you never know. But uh, be that as it may, we're going to try to find a scorecard and try to figure out who the heck these guys are that are coming out of the uh, Wisconsin Woodchuck Clubhouse. So uh, we're going to have baseball here in about 40 minutes. And I'll probably stick around for an hour or two, maybe. And then head north back to Land Lakes for another podcast. But... I'm excited to be here. I may try to interview somebody, anybody that I can find. Uh, I see five excited fans. Three are under the age of six. And, uh, you know, I'm right here at the concession stand. So I think I'm going to, uh, I may try the uh, $3 all beef regular hot dog. They got nachos. They got popcorn. I mean, this big league. They have lots of good stuff. It's kind of the quality of... I don't know, amateur baseball, pitch and kitchen, amateur baseball, a little upscale from that, but they sell beer and uh, other beverages, so we're excited, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. And uh, back we were to see a couple innings of Woodchuck Baseball, and uh, as I said in a podcast, it's kind of uh, college baseball uh, with wooden bats, and uh, it was a lot of fun. By the way, it was dollar dog night. So I got a dog, and I paid three bucks, and they said, no, it's a dollar. And I said, well, great. And I, you know, went, uh, got some mustard, slopped it on the old dog, took a bite, went back and said, give me another dog for a buck. This is a good deal. It's a good, good hot dog, and you might expect that in Wisconsin. And uh, I'm going back next year, even if it's not dollar dog night uh the game went on i left and i saw a couple good college kids that probably didn't get drafted and uh that was that actually uh i i enjoyed it but uh 
I'll be back next year with a little more uh, agenda. So there you have it. I mean, that was uh, some impromptu clips that I had on my recorder that I thought, hey, I'll put them out. I'll talk about it a little bit. And uh, I wanted to get a flavor from my listening audience on how you like that sort of thing. I think it's funny. Uh, some of the takes are good. I should have gone back and gotten another dog. I had three bucks. I got two bucks for a buck. That left me one more dollar. I guess I spent it on a Diet Coke. Did not get the grandkids anything because it was outrageously expensive. But next year, maybe, you know, with a sponsor, we'll be able to buy a T-shirt or something for the... I now have seven grandkids, so I'll have to come up with uh, uh, a couple sponsors. But anyway, nah, lots of fun, and um, I think they... They're kind of entertaining. I didn't integrate them into the uh, into the uh, podcast, but I will next year. Uh, and I said that it's going to be a little bit of a new format. But no matter what we do, we're going to have fun. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, 10 or 15-minute uh, conglomerate of some outtakes. And <laughs> next year, uh, when I go to the cell and sample the food with my buddy Bruce, I promise... Bruce, I promise you that I'll ask Bruce a question or two and put the microphone in close proximity so that we can hear from Bruce, other than this faint, you know, we'll get something when we leave deal, uh, which was funny. But And Bruce has a great sense of humor, as I'm sure you learned uh, on the podcast that he did with me. So that's it. This is uh, kind of a few outtakes that I thought were funny. I'm going to have my brother on a podcast. He would be awesome. Uh, time just didn't allow it as I had to rush out of town uh, in the dark of night trying to figure out how in the world the Astros lost. So, for the lighter side of baseball, Jamie Uretsky, I hope you enjoy this little change from our standard format. (laughs) 